The following is a presentation of the Eastern Michigan Sports Network. Spins by the feet, he's to the 10, the 5, touchdown! Evans up the middle to the five, into the end zone, touchdown, Eastern Michigan. Straight from the 7-3-4, it's the Blue Cross Blue Shield Eastern Insider Podcast. Presented by the Foling Warehouse, your weekly chance to get in on the action. Now, let's send it to the guys on the inside of it all, Greg Steiner and Tom Helmer. Tom, you never think about how sports are so much different here in America than overseas until you get the opportunity to sit down with somebody that isn't American. Esme Davies, cross-country star and track star. I call her star. She's uncomfortable with that, but she's having an unbelievable season in cross-country. The terminology, the way sports is perceived in the U.S. compared to overseas is completely different, and she's absolutely fascinating to talk to. But yeah, I couldn't imagine leaving high school going to college in a completely different country so far away and trying to adjust to the terminology, how people perceive that sport. It's a whole different world. Could you as also as a, a father imagine saying, oh, yeah, um, I'm going to be 12 plus hours away from my kid and not be able to watch them on a regular basis? Because one, you can't get there or two, there's no cross country on television. I've learned an important rule with Mama Bear, and that's wherever the kids are, I guess we are. So if a kid is going to move to a certain spot, I guess we're moving to a certain spot, too, because Mama Bear doesn't want to be away from the baby bears. Uh, But no, I I couldn't imagine at that young just saying, good luck. Now, Esme will have her parents watch her this year for the first time in her entire collegiate career. They've been unable to come over and see her during a season. So for the first time ever this year, they will watch her run a race. I am not a runner. I do everything in my power not to run that far or ever. Uh, that's what cars are for, or bikes or scooters or whatnot. But more power to her. She just talks about, oh, yeah, we go out for these runs in the hills. And, like, I'd run, like, 15 miles as a warm-up. Didn't know yeah. that's a trip to the store. I, I get tired driving that far, so I can't imagine running that far. I don't think I've seen you as much as speed walk. You're a very cool temperature guy. I like to, uh, I can walk, I can walk. Well, I know you can walk. I've seen you walk. I've never seen you hustle. Um, <laughs> I don't, that wouldn't You just move it, you move at one pace. I, I like to go quick. A good walk. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Again, it was hard over the weekend. We're in Birmingham for the trip and one of our party members is struggling a little physically yeah. with his back and like. I, it just—it felt weird to me. Like, no, we're walking. Like, go. Oh, you were gone. You I'm were a gone. block up the street, I just, uphill, just leaving people behind. I could have made it to the restaurant, had a, had food, and then gotten back if they would would have had staff to help us. But you wouldn't have uh, you wouldn't have done well in the Donner party. No, it's just he's got he's gone. He's gone. <laughs> Maybe you would have done great. Yeah, no, he's way gone. I wouldn't have been eating up. Oh, <laughs> uh, it was. Uh, a, a trip uh, to Birmingham. We had a great time there. Great adventure. The chances of moving around the country and the waitress at dinner being from this from Ypsilanti and going to Lincoln High School. The chances of that are infinitely small. It was more so. We're in Birmingham. Obviously, football team yep. played in Jacksonville, Alabama. If you wonder where that is. 
Go to a map, find Birmingham, Alabama, and draw a straight line to Atlanta, Georgia. And in the middle of that line, you'll find Jacksonville. We stayed in Birmingham as a team because there's no really place to stay in Jacksonville. So the team had to bus an hour and a half to get to the stadium. That bus ride felt like a hostage situation because it was just dirt roads and trees out there off the main cut. And then a campus popped out. So we stayed in Birmingham. We go for barbecue on Friday. Eating's our favorite thing on the road. Dreamland's where we ended up going. That's where we ended up. We went to a first barbecue place. There was hardly anybody in there. Everybody said the food was great, but there was only one waiter for the entire restaurant. So we go, let's go to Dreamland. And then the lady that's at our table, she goes, oh, I see you got the Eastern Michigan shirts on. I'm from Ypsilanti. I went to Lincoln High School. I'm down here for school. So we took that as a good omen. It wasn't, but we took it as a good omen. Yeah, we took it as, oh, maybe you'll get free dessert out of it. And she didn't bite on that one either. Did you, you had the bread pudding? Banana pudding, yeah. Banana pudding. Yes. But it looked like bread pudding. What's the difference between banana pudding and bread pudding? Uh, it's got Was there no bread in it? No, it's got vanilla wafers, no bread. Oh, okay. Maybe I should have tried it then. You should have tried it. I was thinking bread pudding and I passed on it, but the food was excellent. And chocolate too. I know. I just, I mean, how fat can I get before I finally think, like, let's just skip a dessert or two. another day at CrossFit for you. <laughs> That's the thing. I'm, I'm pushing a rock up a hill there. I'm out he, I'm out eating my workouts. Well, speaking of rock up a hill, that was the unfortunate situation that the EMU's defense had to play. They were pushing a rock up the field because offensively, uh, they were not able to, to get help getting off the field or keeping them off the field for long periods of time. But you look at this team defensively, they've given up just one score in the first quarter this year. Uh, only 20 teams in the country can say that. But the hard part is they have just not been able to, they weren't able to force a turnover to help their offense out the other way. If you look at the scoring for the year, Eastern Michigan's averaging 12 points a game. If you take away the two kick returns and the safety and the extra point that went with those kick returns, you're averaging eight points a game. Now the defense, hats off to them. Because I really thought in the second half of that game, they were finally going to cave and be like, we're, we're, we're leaving it all on the field. And for what? The offense hasn't gotten any closer than the 32-yard line. They never did that. They never bent. To hold Jacksonville State to 21 points, I think is phenomenal. Mitchell Tomasek, player of the week for the seventh time in his career, was unbelievable flipping the field. At one point, he takes it from our 20 to their eight. He had a 75-yard punt, but they ran into him. And he had, uh, I'd heard he'd kind of low-key like, boy, I wish they hadn't roughed me. I would like to have the 75-yarder. But we got the first down, and we're moving the rock. Offense has got to get it figured out, and they got to get it figured out now. If you could score 17 points against Central Michigan, I think you win that game with this defense. You don't have to score a ton, and sometimes you don't have to score at all, but you got to get first downs. You got to move that ball a little bit. You can't have the defense go out there do their bend, not break thing, maybe hold central to a field goal, and then your offense goes three and out. You can't allow it. You've got to move the ball and at least even out that time of possession. If you think back to a year ago, this was about the same period of time where the defensively they made a massive adjustment and the team took off the rest of the way. Is there a recipe for the offense to take that playbook this year and do the same? I think so. And also, you've been without Andreas Posca, who you hope to get back against Central Michigan. Tanner Canoe's out. I don't know if you have him against Central, but you get a piece or two back. It's not that hard to fix. It's, it's a couple connected passes. It's uh, maybe one more block on a run. 
that you you're able to move the sticks and get that momentum going. A couple times this season, we've had deep balls that could change a game. It was against Minnesota, the overshoot Tanner Canoe, the Howard game. You go deep to JB Mitchell and he drops it. You know, he was open again deep in this one. You connect on one of those and you really change the tide of the game. So I'd like to, in a positive sense, feel it's little tweaks. I don't know, I, and I haven't asked Coach. I'll admit that in the interview you'll hear with him coming up, I haven't asked him this, but my personal guess is that we've maybe been seeing less of Sampson to save him from some hits now that Mac play is upon us. Thoughts? 100% believe that. They've absolutely let, they've laid off of him because not that they don't care about the non-conference schedule, but winning the Mac is so important to this team that you'd rather be healthy and cut it loose. I find it hard to believe they laid off a Samson Evans for any other reason than that. I know he's had some, some knee issues. He's been a little banged up, but he can carry the rock more than three times a game. And if you're in a situation where the offense isn't moving, why would you put him at risk? Now it's Mac play. I think it's, you let it all loose. The reins are off everybody and, and you, you ride them all the way to the barn, if you will. So we'll hear from Coach Creighton coming up. Eastern has not won in mid-Michigan since going back till 2000. 11. Uh, we've heard all along that this Michigan Mac trophy has been so important. Well, Eastern has it now. But my question I pose to coach is how do you now play as the defender of it? How do you think that happens? I think that's a trophy that's hard to win, but easier to defend. Because I think you can kind of split during the season. If everybody beats everybody up, right. you get to hang on to the trophy. The interesting thing is, and Creighton talked about it in his weekly press conference, usually this is the end of the year. Usually everything's kind of sorted out and it's a game on the line for the trophy kind of thing at the end of the season. Now you start that way. And I think this team is up for the challenge of defending this trophy. They worked too hard to get that hardware upstairs in the trophy case to just the next year, turn it back over to somebody. So I think they're up to the challenge, but you got to start, you don't have to start fast in this one. But you got to get points on the board in the first quarter and give the defense something to feel good about, that they're actually defending something. Eagles will try to get the win up there. You can listen to the game beginning at 120 on the Varsity Network app or 89.1 WEMU. Rob and Tom will have the call. I'll be there with your pre- and halftime as well. Should be a great time in Mount Pleasant. It's Hall of Fame and family weekend. So I expect lots of Chippewa faithful out there in full force. You think will Antonio Brown be up there? He's got nothing else to do. He has nothing to do. Yeah. The weather's going to be great, too. It's supposed to be like 75. Or it could mean that's maybe another reason for them to be elsewhere. Still sunny and 75. (laughs) And everybody's going to be off having fun. Tom, uh, appreciate it. We'll catch your interview right after this. It's the Eastern Insider Podcast, presented by the Foley Warehouse. Are you ready? Ready to find the right care that works for you? Care that connects you to what you need anytime, anywhere, and fits best with your lifestyle. Whether it's in person or in your pajamas, online or over the phone, Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan connects you to the care you need when you need it most. With the largest network of doctors and hospitals, an easy-to-use mobile app, and a 24-hour nurse line. Because we're always ready to help. Learn more about Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan at bcbsm.com. It's here. Bowling Warehouse. And sports will never be the same. Bowling combines the best of bowling and football. But you don't have to be good at either to have a great time at the Bowling Warehouse. Ipsy Ann Arbor's newest place to play is now open. 
20 lanes, two bars, over 100 beers. The Folding Warehouse at the corner of Washtenaw and Golfside in Ypsilanti, where everyone comes to play. There's only one place in the state of Michigan that takes you straight inside the locker room. And that's the Eastern Insider Podcast. Your chance to get in on the action, bringing you more coverage than any other program in the mitten. All right, joining me now, Esme Davies, track and cross-country star. Does that, does that sound right? Or does that sound weird if I say star? <laughs> that sounds weird. <laughs> it sounds weird. Immediately, we're going to notice from Esme is that she has an accent. She's from Lake District, England. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what got you over here? A lot of kids want to go off to college. Not a lot want to go across the pond, if you will, to a different country. Yeah. I mean, so many reasons, to be honest. It's hard to sort of say one specific reason, but coming to the States is just the opportunities here are, are just so much bigger than back home in England. Um, you you kind of go over to, to university at home to primarily study. But obviously, if you come to America, you can, like, sport has such a, like, forefront in, in like, you, you can come here and, and you kind of feel like you're a professional athlete as well as, like, studying. Right, right. So it just feels like a whole different ball game. Um, so basically, when sort of coaches started to reach out to me, I was, like, 17, um, it was it was kind of hard to say no to the opportunity, honestly, because, like, why wouldn't I take the chance to come over here and and see and see what it is like so my first question is how did they find you in a different country because i obviously a lot of recruiting grows on in the u.s but to find you in a different country how did you catch their attention i was, i actually don't know like the true answer to this i kind of still wonder this myself because um i'm like helping coach now and you know chatting to some international recruits and i'm i should ask her like how she finds people but i think I think in general, it's, it's some people like go through agencies. I had like an agency and they just like, I think they reach out to um, coaches They're like, oh, here's an athlete and she's run these times. Um, but otherwise I think it's just all online. There's, there's a platform at home called Power of 10 and it has like all my um, times and performances. So I'm sure all the coaches are aware of them and they look up your times and stuff. Now, for you, when did the running start? When did you know this is something I want to do beyond just going to school? Again, that's a hard, that's a hard question, actually, because um, I never, I don't think I ever really thought that running would bring me here and bring me the opportunities that it has. Um, but I, I live like kind of by the name of the place, the, the Lake District. It's like a, a very mountainous area and lots of like fells and mountains. So my dad, when I was like a kid, used to take me up on the on the fells and I would just like go for, a, I don't even know, probably like a 30 minute run, which I, like was quite far at the time. Um, and we just like run up a mountain and then we'd take a picture at the top and then we'd run back down again. And and it'd be fun. It'd be really fun, actually. Um, and so that was like my roots. And then just when I went to um, high, like high school, secondary school in, in England, it's called, um, I just started to join the team and, and like run for them. And joined my, I joined a club um, as well back home, and yeah, they it just started from there really. Join, joining the club definitely helps because then you've got like a team around you. It's not just me and dad. <laughs> like, um, and then I just started to realize that there was some potential there because I had started seeing performances go up. <laughs> I will say this: I don't know what a fell is. When you you said, <laughs> what, what is a fell? I don't know what the definition. A, a fell. I think 
it's like a small mountain. Okay. We call them fells at home. I'd have to look up the definition. I actually don't okay, know. Okay, I know, but it's like hills and, yeah, and that yeah. type of stuff. Because I'm like, fells, I'm trying to think. I, I, I don't know. I've heard that term, but I'm sure there's a lot of stuff when you came to the United States. You're like, I, I don't know what you're talking about. I mean, I've been here four years and there's still certain words people will say. And I'm like, you're going to have to explain. I don't know what that is. <laughs> Can you think of one where somebody said something you're like, I have no idea what that is? I can't, I can't think of any recent ones, but it's just obviously there's like zucchini, which we call um, aubergine. And then there's like oatmeal, which we call porridge. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, stuff with cars too, that like we call it um, a boot and they and you, you guys call it a trunk. Um, and so sometimes I'll say a certain, like, oh, I'll be like, I'll take the bins out tonight. And my roommate's like, what? Like, you're taking the trash out. And we're driving on the wrong side of the road. Yeah, that too. <laughs> and, you know, you talk in meters or kilometers. We got miles and feet and inches. And you're probably like, I, I don't know what you're talking about distance wise. Yeah, I, I'm good with miles. We, I actually did do miles at home. But other things like um, like cups and ounces, that gets me too. Because I'm used to <laughs> milliliters. So if I'm making something, I wouldn't, I wouldn't try it because I might be all wrong. <laughs> well, you're off to a phenomenal start this season. You've PR'd in your first two races. Is there a reason why? Have you trained differently? Are you just feeling better about the way you're running? What's been the difference for you this season as far as cross country goes? For me personally, I think it's literally like having fun. Um, everyone everyone says like, you know, you got to be a really dedicated, committed athlete. You got to do like the 1% constantly and consistently. And that is true to an extent. But like I've tried that like in in the past and sometimes it just, it gets it gets too much when you have this mindset of like, you got everything's got to be perfect. You got to be in bed at a certain time. You got to eat at a certain time, and and do every little thing. And and I think sometimes like pressure like gets to me when when I like think like that. So I can't. So it's my last year now. So I'm kind of just went into this year with the mindset of like, like make as many memories you can, have as much fun as you can, and the running will come with it. And it's true. It really does. Like when you when I like go out for a run every single day, if I'm not enjoying it, it's it's just, it's just not going to, I'm just not going to have good performances. And I, I think it's been a slippery road in the past where I have like, just try, kind of tried to be like too perfect almost. And, and my identity has been like completely just running. So then when I've had like a bad performance, I've just, I've just felt really like down because I've attached my identity to it. But this year, like I've just been like enjoying every single run, every single workout with, with the team. It's just been like genuinely like really fun. And even when I stand on the start line, I tell the girls, like, let's just all go have fun. Like, if we're not here to, if we're not enjoying it, then like, honestly, why are we like doing it? Right. If you're not having fun, why even participate? (laughs) Right. And it just makes everyone's lives easier if you can, if you can enjoy it. So, um, so yeah, I think that's like the main thing as well as consistency. I'm older now. I know, I know what my body needs and I'm hitting like pretty high mileage these days. Um, haven't been injured in ages. Um, knock on wood. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, being healthy is a, a hard part of it. A lot of running, it's it's hard on the body. It can be hard to stay healthy, but you haven't had any issues with that. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, again, I think that's just like knowing your body as well. Like I know what works for me and what doesn't and when I need to have an easy day and when I when I need to push harder. It's just, I, I didn't know. When I first came here and I was like 18 and naive, I was just like, full send constantly didn't know when to rest and stuff but i know how to do that now i want to ask you one of the races you run on the track side and that's the 800 oh yeah that is the, probably 
from runners I've talked to, <laughs> it's the worst race you can run because that's really just kind of a full on sprint for half a mile. That what drives you to run that race? You do so much distance, longer distances that that seems like it would be completely different for you. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. I'm not gonna lie. The 800 is completely different, especially for me. I'm a little bit more of like a, a distance, distance girls because you have you have like middle distance girls, and then you have like the distance, distance, and middle distance are usually served with the 800, 1500. But yeah, when when coach puts me in an 800, it's it's always kind of just a a guessing game she's and again it's about having fun she's just like go out and have fun you don't normally do it so there's no i don't know if sprinting for a half a mile is that much fun true <laughs> that's true <laughs> it's not, not most people's idea of fun i guess it's fun in the aspect that there's kind of no pressure because it's a race that a lot of us especially the distance girls aren't used to so i guess it's fun in that sense but yeah it's the 800 is brutal i anyone who says different is lying <laughs> well c- congratulations on the start of your season you've placed top five in the first two races and i know you're i said do you like are you okay with talking about yourself doing an interview you're like i really don't like to you did a phenomenal job today <laughs> it was <you>. fantastic <laughs> that's it we're done perfect pretty painless wasn't it it was pretty painless yeah esme davis thank you so much for talking with us thank you so much for having me on This episode of the Eastern Insider Podcast is brought to you by National Trails Bus. Safety, comfort, reliability. Come ride with us, as well as Trinity Health. Trinity Health is the preferred healthcare provider of EMU Athletics. Get top-tiered orthopedic and spine care to get you back in the game, as well as standard printing and design, the standard of excellence in design and print for small business. Eastern fans, it's time for your weekly dose of all the goings-on around EMU Athletics in just 60 seconds. Another busy week for Eastern Michigan Athletics that sees women's golf in action out at the Red Bandana Invitational. That's on Monday and Tuesday. Women's Volleyball opens their home campaign on Tuesday night. Six o'clock start against Central Michigan at the George Gervin Game Above Center. Free admission as always. On Thursday, soccer's at Kent State for the first pitch there. On Friday, Volleyball will host Ball State, a 6 p.m. first serve at the Gervin Center. And then on Saturday, plenty to get your Feast of Eastern Michigan Athletic. It's tennis at the Illinois State Invitational. Cross Country's at the Lou Cross Country Classic in Louisville. Swimming and diving hosts the green and white scrimmage. And of course, football is in Mount Pleasant to take on the Chippewas. Things round out on Sunday. Tennis still in action, as well as men's golf at the Badger Invitational in Wisconsin. And soccer hosting Buffalo at Secluna Field. To find scores, schedules, or tickets, visit emueagles.com. You're listening to the Blue Cross Blue Shield Eastern Insider Podcast, presented by the Folding Warehouse, the only show that brings you all things Eastern all the time. Now let's get back to the action with Greg Steiner and Tom Helmer. The non-conference season is complete. It's time for Mid-American Conference play as Eastern Michigan will head on the road this weekend to Mid-Michigan to take on their rival, Central Michigan. But before we do, let's meet with the head coach himself to talk through the week that was Eastern Michigan goes on the road to Jacksonville State, a tremendous defensive effort coach that your team able to hang up there. Uh, 21 points against a offense in Jack State that can really move the football, and they played Ben, but don't break multiple times and kept him out of the end zone. Yeah, really um, excited and proud of how our defense played most of the game. Um, we knew that 
you know, as much as you try to get ready for another team's tempo that does it at a high level yeah. and, and can go, you know, really, really fast. We pinned them, I think, inside the five-yard line for their first series. They got out of that pretty quickly, got down the field, but then missed a field goal and then ended up scoring um, on their next couple drives. But then we really settled down defensively, and it wasn't that, uh, that they didn't move the ball at times, but, you know, our, our defense really, really played well. And even when they did move the ball, you know, we had, again, some, some red zone goal line stand um, situations that were, uh, that were just awesome. You know, I think our defense, there, there's two things. One, you know, them knowing that we're not producing offensively, that, you know, they know they've got to play great defense. And I think that helps it. And I also think that uh, when we get going offensively, yeah. it's going to fuel that fire. Like our defense isn't going to relax when that happens. Um, I think it's going to fuel their fire. I think they're going to get even better. And, uh, you know, that can't happen soon enough. Just 10 times this year, uh, opponents have found the end zone against your defense. That's 22% of the 45 opponent drives this year. Twelve of There's been actually more three and outs than there have touchdowns scored against this defense. I mean, your play of the the line, which has been pieced together, along with now getting your linebackers and a secondary that's back healthy. I mean, this is one of the best defenses in the Mid-American Conference right now. Well, we're, um, you know, that's a goal. Uh, You know, we're not there yet. I think our our defense, our Coach Needham, our defensive staff, and even the leaders on the defense um, have had the ability to say, "Hey, we we did this well. We're doing this well." But gosh, you know, we've got to tackle better, right? Or, "Hey, we've got to communicate better in in these situations." And so they're a unit that is going to continue to get better because they're hungry, um, you know, to be great. On the offensive side of the football, not the the offensive production you'd like. The one thing that I asked you kind of about post-game the other day was third down efficiency. And, and seemingly right now, a lot of struggles have been getting in those third and short situations. How, as either a running game or, or a passing game, how do you start helping get in those more manageable situations? Yeah, you know, uh, for us first down success is is critical. It really is. And I would even tell you that our drive starters, and I even go back through the years, it's not just the first downs once we are within the drive, but that getting that first first down is yeah. is uh, is critical. And once we get that first first down, and I'm not talking about ju- just this year, but just in general um, with our offense, it's been uh, it's been pretty good. And when we haven't you know, had success on first down or on a drive starter, then it, it's it's been more difficult. And, you know, rule of thumb for us is you want to get uh, at least four yards, but a four-yard gain on first down puts us second and six. And, you know, on second downs, you want to get half of what's left, whether it's second and 20 or right. second and three. And then, you know, third down is about getting it unless you're in a sequence situation where you know you've got two downs to go. And I think that we're, you know, right at 80% um, or a little bit above that right now in, in the third and shorts, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, And exactly. then, uh, it, yeah, and then it gets, you know, increasingly worse in terms of the percentage when you get into medium yeah. and then long. And th- that's going to be the case, you know, for everybody in America. But uh, we just, um, our, our percentages are, are low. Jalen Jackson had another breakout game against Jacksonville State, a career best on the ground here at Eastern Michigan, second only to when he was at Lamar and put up 85 yards also against Jacksonville State. You look at his career, he's got over 
100 all-purpose yards in half the games he's ever played at Eastern Michigan. What makes him so good with the football? Well, so he's electric. You know, he is so good at putting his foot in the ground, and he has the vision. Um, I, I don't know how he sees things sometimes. He's moving so fast um, and then is making like a 90-degree cut, you know, while he's literally going full yeah. speed. Um, but I'll tell you the thing that sticks out, especially this last week, is how hard um, he was playing. Um, and, you know, again, we're, we're all frustrated, you know, when you're not scoring yeah. points and, um, you know, not controlling the ball or moving the ball the way that you want. It's frustrating. But, gosh, he just, I mean, nothing phased him. He just was so determined, you know, to, to play at a high level. And that's an infectious energy and, and attitude. And so, um, again, I th there's, there's the tangibles and the intangibles. Um, and he's got them both. This week, it'll be uh, Central Michigan. You'll be on the road once more as you open MAC play. People know the rivalry that has kind of been rekindled with Central Michigan. Winning, of course, always helps those things. But one of the things that changes now is you're the person in, that holds the Michigan MAC trophy that everybody changes. How does that maybe change how this team has to react being the one in possession of the trophy that everybody else wants? Well, yeah, I don't, um, when we talked about it, you know, on Sunday night, you know, we did certainly did not talk about defending it. We talked about this being the semifinal again, just like we talked about last year where, you know, when you got a three-way tournament, you got to win the first one in order to play, you know, for the championship to actually win it. And uh, so this is the first part and uh, it's got our undivided attention. Central coming off a win on the road at South Alabama. They're a team uh, that, much like you, is very good in the special teams category. They're the only other school in the league that also has a kickoff return for a touchdown. Uh, EMU right now number two in the country in terms of special teams efficiency, according to ESPN. When you look at this game, special teams is going to be a factor at some point, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. First play of the game. First play of the game. Yeah, absolutely. So, because you think back, the last time you were at the, in Central, they had a hundred-yard kickoff return that really changed the course of that game, right? I remember that. I sure do. Yes. I um, uh, just don't think that I can overstate it. Special teams. There's so many yards in field position and points are decided on every special teams play, and uh, so you got to be you got to be good in that area to win football games. And we know that they're well coached and that they've got really good personnel and and take uh, special teams seriously and so that'll be part you know of the battle um on saturday for sure coach we'll get you out of here on this the plane trips are behind you bus trips now in front of you being a little closer to home how will this also maybe change some rhythm and, and things that you guys can get into because you're not maybe so road weary from from all the travel and, and just being on planes and getting ready for that yeah you know uh, we we've traveled well there, we the we we haven't been we we've gotten home late you know yeah. um both those times but um i like how we travel i like how our guys approach it and in our routine our schedule that we have is is good so the distance won't be as far. Uh, sometimes the time's just the same, but uh, um, you know th this won't be a, a long trip. But uh, I don't think any of that will be a factor whatsoever.
Eagles will try for their first win in Mount Pleasant since 2011. Coach, appreciate your time. We'll catch up with you next Monday. Okay, thanks, Greg. There's only one podcast in Washtenaw County that takes you inside the athletic department every single week. The Eastern Insider Podcast. Your home for all things Eastern all the time. This has been another edition of the Blue Cross Blue Shield Eastern Insider Podcast. Powered by Learfield. Tune in every Monday for new episodes all year long. And don't forget to visit emueagles.com slash podcasts, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, or your home smart device for all of our episodes on demand.